Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. These guys are nuts. What the hell is wrong with these people? Yes, hello there and welcome. This is the Festivus Boys podcast with Marjay and Peter. I'm Peter, he's Marjay. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Welcome to another fun-filled episode. Fun-filled episode full of angst and hate (laughs) and violence, potentially. (laughs) Actually, it's you know it's 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 really fun filled while we're doing it. I'd like to know people's opinions, what they think while they're listening to it. Well, we have been getting opinions uh, mm. through Spotify. We have a little questionnaire that goes out with every episode, something along the lines of. Did you enjoy this episode? Do you have any questions you'd like to ask the Festivus boys? And uh, we actually did get a comment during the week. I'm going to have to look it up. Um, but I will be releasing questions and answers and comments uh, as we go from now on. So be prepared, Marjay. You're going what to are have- people saying about the hosts? Well, mm, there's, there's a mixture of positive and negative, I suppose. Yeah, mostly negative. It's okay. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you get a big audience, mate. You naturally get lots of haters. <laughs> no, no. Look, to be honest, um, I've had nothing but love towards the concept and towards a lot of the topics uh, i get uh, people messaging and saying oh you know love that thing you did about the names i thought that was great and the, the names one was particularly popular um i have now been pushed to explore more the animals names which we touched on so i think uh, we might we might get into that in a future episode. Well, all that positive feedback will probably change after today's grievances. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so um, the Festivus Boys obviously came about as a result of this concept of Festivus, which was uh, generated through Seinfeld or first came to light with that, with Frank Costanza, George's dad. If you're a Seinfeld watcher, I don't need to explain it. If you're not... Then really, all it is is Frank Costanza each year instead of Christmas used to do his airing of the grievances with his family and friends and anybody, I guess, who'd annoyed him that year. But, and Marjay pointed this out last time, he's absolutely correct. This is not some ode to Seinfeld. It's just what gave us the idea to do a weekly podcast about airing our grievances. So it is what it is. Marjay, would you like to kick off? Yes, today I want to talk, it's very official, Uh, today I wanted to talk about something which uh, I've been noticing quite uh, a lot more of, and let me preface this by saying that I think it's mostly positive, and that is being a patriot. Which, ah. which I think is a, is a really good thing. I'm a patriot. Uh, you know, here in Australia, I'm, yeah, I'm very grateful for this country and the opportunity it's given me and afforded millions of other people before me and after me and whatever, and, and the opportunities it's given my parents. And, in fact, whenever I go anywhere overseas, I'm always um, first to tell people that I'm from Australia. And people can pick the accent anyway. But I, I, was, driving down, um, I was driving down between Sydney and Wollongong a couple of nights ago, a couple of days ago. It was still daylight. And, you know, I appreciate somebody who decorates their car with Australian flags. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I appreciate it more so on Australia Day or whatever you want to call it. That's a, a discussion for another episode. But I'm driving down and I saw this guy. Now, he didn't have one Australian flag or two Australian flags, which I can sort of understand if you're an MP or a dignitary. He didn't... <laughs> He, he didn't have three Australian flags. Let me tell you, too, he was driving a ute. Cool. He, he had 
four Australian flags draped, or not draped, but um, yeah, draped is the proper word, yeah. on his ute. He had one of those Toyota 79, uh, the, the Toyota 4Runner 79. They're very expensive utes. So, to be clear, he was driving a Japanese car, but he adorned it in Australian car. flags. I don't think we make utes in this country. And and I'm going, yeah, it's all right if you're a dignitary. I can understand a couple of flags. I mean, Albo has one flag, I think, on the fucking left-hand side. That's the Prime Minister. Yeah. But yeah. then this guy with four flags, I'm like, is it? Like, there's a fine line between patriot and white supremacist. <laughs> yes, there is. There absolutely is. Um, it is a it, – yeah. And it's something that happens particularly on uh, things like Australia Day, uh, I guess, Anzac Day and, and other days of celebration for the country. I think it's come about in recent times, you get used to it on days like Australia Day, Anzac Day, and, and those where we come together as a nation to, you know, either honour our war veterans or uh, just celebrate the country as a whole. But it, it does get to the farcical stage. I actually lived in Dubai for many years, and on the National Day in Dubai, which is in December, um, it is a sight to behold because people will literally go to, I guess it's the, the local smash repair place, and they will get their car wrapped in the UAE flag for, you know, a week or two weeks, and they'll have sometimes hundreds of flags hanging off the side of their cars. The, the main roads are in gridlock while everybody's celebrating the day. So I, I'm sort of used to it from there. But I'm not that used to it from Australia. And you do see the odd ute run or these days where, you know, they celebrate being Australian. And I find it unusual myself. Look, I, I, think, it's, I, I think it's great. But it's just like, you know, when you how, how, how Australian does it make you? If you have one Australian flag, does that mean you're not very Australian? <laughs> yeah. What about if you've got four yeah, or yeah. five? Like I've seen yeah. cars with six Australian flags. Admittedly, it's mostly on Australia Day or... Or, you know, the day they bashed the Lebos at Cronulla Beach or whatever it might have been, <laughs> celebrating that anniversary, whichever yeah. one it, it, it might have been. But it's just like, you know, I can understand one or two flags, but when you've got four, like you really want people to know, hey, I'm Australian and if you're not, maybe it's the opportunity for you to get the fuck out or don't come near my car, <laughs> just saying. <laughs> get yourself some extra flags to declare yourself as Australian. It, it's almost like... The more flags, it's the I'll see you and raise you, my australian <laughs> That's the thing. Like, you know, one flag, you're Australian. Like, I used yeah. to, you know, when I was a kid, because I grew up in a very Anglo area, mm. when I used to see people with the Australian flag in their front yard, yep. I used to think racist. <laughs> <laughs> but- you know, because yeah. I guess I guess there was something you know which was attached to that, which became synonymous with with people that were hardcore Australian and they didn't want foreigners. And I lived in it, like I said, in a very Anglo area. Yeah. But you know, I, I I come to appreciate it now. I come to appreciate it. What's interesting with that though is the perspective, right? Because I I grew up in a very Anglo area in Melbourne, and um, we had people from all different nationalities. Mind you, they were in their minority, absolutely no doubt about that. We, we had uh, our direct next-door neighbours were Chinese. They, 
they owned, I think, a Chinese restaurant somewhere. I'm not just stereotyping them. I think Stereotypical. They actually, yeah, <laughs> they actually <laughs> did own a Chinese restaurant. But I never got the sense that they completely liked or trusted us, but it didn't go the other way. You know, like you said, oh, I used to see Australian flag and I used to think racist. I'm not sure that the person with the flag was thinking the same thing, but it's just that perception of us and them, I suppose. Did you have an Australian flag in your front yard? We, front yard? Had, we had a giant palm tree in our front yard. Oh, right, right. Which is very unusual from Melbourne because it's the antithesis of a tropical atmosphere. See, what you were doing there, mm. what you were doing is cultural appropriation. We were, yes. You thought you were fucking Tongan or something. We were we were lulling the coconut lovers to our front yard. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was there when we bought it, and actually the St Kilda City Council, or the council that, that overlooked St Kilda at that time, uh, which at that stage had become nothing more than a den for prostitutes and drug addicts, <laughs> uh, as they were trying to um, give it a, face, uh, a facelift, they actually approached us about buying the tree and we were like, well, okay, we're interested because we weren't particularly in love with this tree, although it did offer good shade to the house. But they offered really good money for the tree. I can't remember what it was, but this is probably around the 1980s and they were offering somewhere in the vicinity of $20,000 to buy this Fuck. very big but, but very healthy palm tree. And my mother was like, oh, okay, well, that sounds great. There was one little clause in their buyer's agreement or whatever it was that said, any damage we do is not our fault or our problem. So it's like, well, if you've dropped the tree on the house, well, that's it. suddenly our fault and we've got to pay for it. So we didn't sell the tree. Dude, $20,000 in 1980 would have bought you several suburban blocks. Well, I can tell you, and I don't even know why I know this, maybe because many years down the track when that house got sold, I came to know this. They only bought the house for $60,000 when they bought it. So, and it wasn't that many years before. Well, anyway, parents, big, big mistake. Big, big mistake. 20 grand mistake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, mate. My grievance for the week, or one of my grievances for this week, actually dovetails into something that I talked about a few weeks ago, and that is that I don't think it's appropriate for big business in particular to be hiding in the shadows of COVID-19 and using that as an excuse for delivering shit service. And I came across something this week that I'm still angry about and I'm still sort of reeling on how to deal with it there, there needs to be repercussions for it but i haven't decided exactly what that is yet and a one-star google review isn't going to cover my anger so i i bought a coffee frother a milk frother right a few months ago i know you're very, sof very sophisticated yeah <laughs> I know you love my milk frothing stories <laughs> i bought a milk frother and i bought this milk frother because i make coffee usually a couple of times a week for myself and my wife. And it's becoming annoying that I have to do two lots of milk in the, the frother that came with our Nespresso machine because that only covers one cappuccino per go. So I've been looking online for quite a long time and I found this machine that quotes that it, it's basically double the normal amount. So if you look at a normal milk frother, it's usually 250 mils of milk, but it says... Really, it only makes about 125 to 150 of froth. And if you go higher than that, it's a shambles. It's just 
sprays it everywhere and you got to clean up more than you actually end up with getting in your cup so anyway i found this milk frother that that quotes double that so i thought perfect i can make double the froth two cappuccinos at once life's good so i bought the milk frother all good we then moved in that time and the cord for the milk frother got lost somewhere in the move (laughs) as you could predict so i bought it and I'm going to name this company because I'm that annoyed with them. I bought it from Big W, right? You can buy that same machine from a number of places, but Big W did a delivery to your door and the whole bit. Now, Big W, for those who are unaware, is like Kmart or Target uh, in the US, and I guess the same in, in Europe as well. So it's a big department store. So I thought, well, I know who actually makes the machine, so I'll contact the manufacturers and just order a new cord very long story short and weeks and weeks and weeks later because the company that makes them is the most inefficient company on the planet but let's just say they're probably a small business anyway so i can't blame them so this week i decided to ring big w to get this sorted so i went through calling their number that said oh sorry we're busy try live chat so i went to live chat and live chat said what do you want and I said, can I, can I speak like directly with someone? And without a word of a lie, live chat, mind you, remember it's called live chat. Live chat said, there's nobody available to talk to you right now. Can you try again later? That was live chat. <laughs> so my blood was already starting to boil. Okay. So I then submitted a message to them to contact me of which some bloke did contact me, and I explained the problem. I said, man, I've got the milk frother. I just don't have the cord. I want to order a new cord. Silence. And he goes, okay, look, I'll I'll talk to our team that deals with that sort of stuff. He said, I'm just going to tell you now, more than likely their advice is going to be to buy a whole new milk frother. And I'm like, that can't be the solution, mate. It's a cord. It's a standard 240-volt cord. I just don't have that particular configuration. It's not what we'd call a kettle plug or a two-pin plug, but it's a three-pin one. So it's a little unusual, but that can't be the solution, right? I'm not paying 95% of the cost just to get the cord again. I'll figure out something else. Anyway, so very long story short, this idiot goes away and... He said, I'm going to call you. He said, if we can't get a hold of you, I'll email you. And he could probably already hear that (laughs) I was already getting very fired up. So I thought to myself, you know what, I'm going to do my own research here. And I I got on to two or three different stores, like uh, hardware stores, um, J-Car, which is an electronic. I was going to say, call J-Car. Nine bucks at J-Car, five dollars at Bunnings to replace this cord. And it was the exact one that I needed, which again is a slightly unusual configuration, but they did have it. So anyway, that's fine. I go away from my call thinking, oh, well, this guy's going to let me down big time. And sure enough, I get no phone call. But about an hour later, I get an email from this idiot saying, oh, we've done our investigation. And this was the exact expression used. We spoke to the manufacturer and they don't have any spare cords available. (laughs) I'm not asking for a fucking spare cord, mate, that's just hanging around out the back. I'm not asking to borrow one. Produce another one, and I'll pay for it. But no, these dickheads, this this is a multi-billion dollar company that can't organize. That's 
that's not even customer service 101. That's Blind Freddy could have sorted that out. So I wrote back, gave him an absolute gobful, as you can imagine. But there's got to be more repercussions that come with that. You, you do realize you're a major froth Nazi. <laughs> I do. Like your I froth. Do. I your love froth my froth. Is, it's crazy. Like the, the amount of passion you have for froth. Yeah. And it's well. it's just aerated milk. <laughs> <laughs> it is. But I've done my research and the perfect cappuccino is 30% froth. No, oh, here and we go with it. With my milk frothers, I now have various ones, I can make the perfect froth. So, well, we'll let a professional barista make that assumption. <laughs> Why didn't you go to Bunnings or fucking one of those electronic stores and, to begin with? Yeah, I, I actually didn't <laughs> even think about it. It was, it was only after I became so enraged that I thought, surely on God's green earth, there's got to be someone that sells cords. And I actually found out the name of the cord. The particular model number is called an IEC5, which isn't, which isn't a standard one. Now, do you want a real laugh? Yes, I do. I'd love a real laugh. I've been asking for this cord for weeks, and I thought, I remember saying to myself at the old house, oh, put it in there because you're going to need it at the new house, and it's going to be one of these ones that will you'll lose it if you don't put it somewhere safe. So, of course, I lost it, right? So, this same day that all this stuff was going on with Big W and me doing the research into where to find the new one, I, I came up to make a coffee later that day and I opened a cupboard in the kitchen and I shit you not, sitting on top of the first dish that was in there was the cord. <laughs> <laughs> You're a mess. You see, because you, 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 have, you, you have such a fucking like pedantic uh, attraction to fucking froth, like you, you lost sight of where the cord was to begin with. <laughs> I know, but that cupboard gets used every day. That cord was not sitting there for two weeks. And I said to everybody in the house, did you find that cord and just put it there? Did you think I was going to go off my brain? That's why no one admitted to it. So yeah, it's- either the frothing gods have answered my prayers or something <laughs> of a... <laughs> extraterrestrial nature is occurring. It's not unique. I don't think it's unique to, to Will, Woolworths, Woolworths, Kmart, or any of those um, outlets. You go to David Jones, I think it is, or Maya. If you're looking for something, there's nobody in the store to help you. No. There's no one there. There's no one there. No. And, like, and it's, I went to the Commonwealth Bank. And I've, I've been to the bank, weirdly enough, in the last 10 years, I think I've been to the bank twice now. Yeah. Like, I just don't, I have no necessity to get, walk into a bank. Mm. Uh but I needed uh, notes changed, and I spoke to you a couple of episodes ago when I went into the bank, and I said I wanted to break this twenty because I was giving my son money for something, and it had to it wanted small denominations. And the woman is fucking—it's just a clerk has no idea what she's doing. Like, oh, I, I, do you bank with us? Just, just no. <laughs> what about I do bank? You give me five tens, and we walk it. away. <laughs> But that, was, and then I had to go in again the other day for something similar. I can't remember what it was. That was my first interaction with the. I don't want to mention the bank, the Commonwealth Bank. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the other day you walk We're into taking the down br- big business this episode. Well, you, I love it. You you walk into um you walk into the branch and there's 
several tellers, which are all closed now, and they're decorated with like pictures of the Sydney Harbour Bridge or Ayers yes. Rock. They used yes. to be. There used to be people standing people behind used those. To be there once. Yeah, upon yeah. A time. And like you know, Ayers Rock or the Australian flag or fucking you know whatever. Some person who's identifying as a he, them, <laughs> she, them, whatever. And then and then you stand in line for fucking twenty minutes just yeah. for, for a, a clerical. Like task. To not the- be able to do it. <laughs> just to um, just to sort of smooth things over there too, Marge. Uh Yes, you did mention the Commonwealth Bank by name. Now, in fairness, the Commonwealth Bank, uh, we're not singling them out as, as being shit because, to be fair, every bank in Australia is completely <laughs> fucked. So, yeah, they are. Uh, don't take it to heart, Commonwealth. No, don't take it to heart. Nobody trusts the banks or respects banks anymore. That's that's clear. Mm-hmm. When you make $17 billion profit. That's right. And you're constantly hiking interest rates. I love it when the banks get the, when the banks get on the front foot after the interest rate decision has been made. And yep. it's always like the CEO or the chairman. And they're like, well, we want to tell Australians that there are tough times coming. Really, <laughs> really, really tough times. Two minutes later- yeah. He's another profit of $10 billion. Yeah, correct. And I'd like to be the uh, web developer that works for banks because they must get paid a lot of money to have their fingers poised for the second that the reserve bank interest oh, yeah. rates get lifted. Those rates are, oh, we're reviewing our interest rate policies as we speak. They only just fucking made the announcement 10 seconds ago and already you've got the message up. It's so quick for them. It's so quick for them to put up the interest rate, yet the interest rate on savings, for some strange reason, takes a couple of weeks after that. Correct. And I'll tell, you, I'll tell you something else for nothing. When, when, I, when I moved to Dubai in 2008, the barrel price for oil was $150 a barrel. Wow. The, the petrol price was $1.50 a litre. When, when I came back from Dubai in 2011, after the GFC, and the oil price had shat itself, barrel of oil was $50 a barrel. The petrol price at the pump was still $1.50. And I note with interest that that's been on a rocky road ever since to when this last war started in, in Syria and surrounding regions, the petrol prices spiked again because we were told, oh, no, well, you know, we've got to be careful with Ukraine now and the whole bit. Uh, It's going to be scarce. Well, as of the other day, and we're recording this in December 2023, as of the other day, the oil price is $70 a barrel, come back from whatever the high was, and yet petrol's still a fucking $1.90 a litre. <laughs> so don't tell me they're not raping and pillaging the oil companies oh, with their profits. There's pillaging. <laughs> there's major pillaging. Yeah. Anyway, All what right. do you got for me, mate? What's your second grievance? My second grievance, this is actually quite a short one, and mm-hmm. it just amazes me that in 2023, as we move into the warmer um, seasons in the Southern Hemisphere, from where this podcast is being uh, recorded, it amazes me that uh, governments and transport bodies and all these organisations, bureaucratic organisations all over the fucking country, have to issue a warning to parents 
not to keep their kids in the fucking car when it gets to over 30 degrees. Like, the fuck? If, 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 if you're forgetting your fucking child in the backseat of the car while you run out to buy a case of beer or fucking mm. to have a slap at the pokies, maybe having kids isn't for you right now. <laughs> What? Mate, I, I've had this long-held belief, and this is controversial in Australia, and you'll know why when I say it, but I've had this long-held belief that parents who want to be parents, people that want to be parents, should have to apply for and qualify for a parent license. <laughs> fucking Jesus. <laughs> parent license. It's that fucking thick that you leave a child in the car because you forgot them, which is generally the excuse they use. And although we're making light of it, this happens every year where children die because some dumbass leaves their kid or kids yeah, yeah. in the car. This shit's got to stop. Yeah, it's this pretty shit, full on. Those people need to be forcibly, whatever you do, to stop them having kids in the future. And parents need to be licensed. Because I've got friends, as you do, who can't have kids, who'd be the best fucking parents on the planet, yet Sharon that can have six kids to six different blokes because she gets the money from the government <laughs> to pay for them all, she's right to keep going, as you were. No. Yeah, no it's license, weird. no kid. It's fucking weird that, like, I, every time, like, they, we had a 40-degree day the other day and they were like, oh, you know, be cautious. Don't leave the kids <laughs> in the fucking car. D- kids and pets. Kids and pets. And can like, I have- how do you Can I just tell you, uh, you, well, I don't know. I, I, I just don't know. And and what's worse, I reckon, is that, look, I don't want to get into the legalities of this because I understand that all these things are, are governed by forces outside of yours and my control. And we're already questioning the big business of this country. We don't want to be start questioning government and police and the judiciary. <laughs> but it always staggers me. And I said this to my wife the other day. How come you can kill one of your family members, like your wife or one of your kids, and you just don't seem to get a very long jail sentence? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Like, it just don't seem... There used to be that law in this country, I don't know if you know it, and I don't remember its exact name, but as soon as I tell you this, you'll be familiar with the concept. There used to be a law where you could kill your wife and you basically didn't get a punishment because... The excuse was, she drove you to it. <laughs> <laughs> shouldn't laugh. That's fucking horrific. You absolutely shouldn't laugh. But it just shows me how antiquated some of these laws and beliefs were. The fact oh, that's, that you yeah, that's use that as up. an excuse. You know, I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be amazed. I wouldn't be amazed at all if that law, and mm. I, I think I have, I do recall people talking about that law. I mm. wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't fucking 30 years ago that that law was still in existence. No, in no, country. it was less than 30 years ago. Yeah, see, that's it, fucked up. It was less than 30 years ago. Um, yeah, I mean, like I say, I don't want to get into the the ins and outs of how the judiciary works, but there used to be all sorts of things that went on in this country, and I'm sure other Western countries as well, where the judges would basically, at times, tell the victim that they brought it upon themselves. Oh, look, every 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 relationship goes through uh, periods of, of stress and tension and fucking, you know, uh, yelling matches and 
mm. bloody anxious times and whatever have you, and like each partner infuriates the other. But there's yeah. no fucking excuse to it put a mallet in their head. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> it it shouldn't escalate from there to violence or murder. No, yeah. that's that's fucked up. That's just our uh, community service announcement of the week. Yeah. Um. Just just on that point though, uh, the initial point, not the bit that we digressed into the toilet about. My wife went to the supermarket a few weeks ago, and I went with her. And one of the kids was in the car with me, and. She turned the car off and I said, oh, I'll just stay in the car because the, the, the little one was in the car with me. So, it was just easier to keep her strapped in her seat. And I was happy just to sit there and, you know, scroll on Facebook or whatever. She wasn't going to be long. Anyway, it was probably only mid-20s at the most. So, not particularly hot. Warm, but not too hot. Yeah. Car was closed and she'd inadvertently locked it, just like got in the habit when she walked off. Mate, within about two minutes, I was roasting. Oh, yeah. And that was only 25. So, thankfully, yeah. you know, I opened the doors from the inside and let the cool breeze in. But it is literally just a few minutes. So, if it's 30 degrees or as we've been experiencing in some parts of the country this week, 40 degrees plus, it, it would take, I mean, for a baby, it would take no time at all for oh. that to be catastrophic. Five minutes, dude. Five minutes. Yeah, yeah tops, I reckon. So, I mean, I can understand why the warnings are there, but it yeah. amazes me that we still need to have them yeah, in fucking yeah. 2023. And let's be honest, we all do our check when we leave the house. So, you know, keys, wallet, phone. So, if you're taking a small child with you, just add a small child to your checklist. Keys, wallet, <laughs> phone, baby. Oh, yeah, I forgot the baby. I better go back Easy. to the Easy. We've, we've solved the fucking problem. <laughs> it's the modern day slip, slop, slap. Uh, Mate, I have a very controversial subject to raise for our next grievance of the week Here we go, yeah And I don't know or I don't care if you're going to agree with me or not And I don't (laughs) care if our listeners agree But I'm just going to say it how it is You're probably not aware of this because um, uh, you probably watch more intellectual programs than, than I do and my kids do at times My middle child has become a little bit obsessed with uh, there's a, a guy in America and we've since found out uh, through actually one of the listeners big out of this podcast that there's um, a guy in Australia now who does the same thing and that is these guys that they drive around their city and they own like a lawn mowing business and one day a week they will go and find a property in their sort of area that has very overgrown grass and it's it's you know it's quite disheveled and and almost becoming dangerous for neighbors and so forth and they will for free go and cut their grass trim their garden and get it back to where it should be and yeah i've seen that i've seen that on tiktok yeah yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's. I think that's where the American guy started, and he's these videos get millions and millions of views. Yeah, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing they really do is they use like time lapse videography. So you know, a twenty minute video probably was filmed over a couple of hours. But anyway, so I was watching when we're actually homesick a week or so ago, and watching this program, and I was like, oh, this is quite cool, you know, and they get millions of views, which amazed me, but they do, hence the reason they do it for free, by the way, because obviously the uh, the revenue generated by the viewers of the videos and probably yeah. sponsors and that is worth its while, but we got to the end of this video, and from what seemed like a very wholesome 
and and heartwarming video, I suddenly became outraged. And I'll tell you why. Leaf blowers are the fucking scourge of the universe. <laughs> because, <laughs> big, big problems here, yeah. Because the leaf blower says, you know what, Q? It's no longer on my property. It's not my problem. I caused all this mess, but now it's your shit to clean up because I've just blown it off my property into yours. Yeah. What the hell's going on with these things? Yeah. Leaf vacuumer, I can understand, but leaf blower, that's the most antisocial, narcissistic crap thing ever invented on the planet. <laughs> Let me tell you something right now. We're going to totally disagree yeah. because, firstly, I've got a still You've got leaf one, blower, yeah, yep. a very good one, because I have mm. an issue with the leaves in my area always. Are they your neighbours' leaves? Uh, yeah, they are my neighbours' leaves. Yeah, that's leaves, why, yeah. 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 And they always collect in, in the front of my garage, and yeah. I've got a garage which I use more so for a gym than I do for <laughs> than a garage, and there's leaves everywhere. I, yeah. I just used it a, a couple of hours ago. In fact, I have to use it every second day. And I do blow the leaves out of my garage. And you blow uh, them into your neighbours, right? Or into no, no, the street? No, I blow them, I blow them, yeah, into the street. Well, firstly, they're biofucking-degradable. Well, they're also a fire hazard. Yeah, but it's the, the, the trees in my issue. I don't want the leaves in my house. Well, one, you either need to talk to your neighbour and tell him to clean up his yeah, but fucking it's a yard ma- more often. It's a massive tree. They can't chop it down. Can you chop down the things overhanging your place? No, no, it, this tree's like... 30 metres away. It just happens to blow it's generations into Generations old. It, no, it is. It's like they, they're not allowed to cut it down. Trust me, I've tried to put some nails in it, but it hasn't done anything. <laughs> some oil in the roots often helps. Uh, <laughs> what about this concept? How long does it take you to blow the leaves away? 30 seconds. The entirety of the leaves is 30 seconds to blow away? Well, I, I just blow them. So this morning I swept and put them right. in the green bin. bin. Right, exactly. Why couldn't you sweep them up and put them in the bin? I don't have two hours every day to sweep leaves. I'm an important broadcaster and podcaster. (laughs) Well, the next time you're doing it, Mr. VIP, just think about all you're doing, all the leaf blower is doing, it's the universal sign for not my fucking problem, now it's yours. How about the people that blow the leaves into like a communal garden and they biodegrade? It's good for the environment. How many people do it into a communal garden? The leaf blower is the is the pin-up boy for the degradation of society. <laughs> now, see, now you're pushing it. That's ridiculous. Degradation. What about meth? It is. What uh, about meth? That's a, the, the leaf blower is a gateway drug, let me tell you. <laughs> gateway drug. The leaf blower leads to meth. Listen, the, ga- the, 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 the leaf blower leads to i think major domestic violence i'm not talking within i'm not talking i'm not no i don't mean sorry neighborly violence is what i meant to say there yeah neighborly violence and fair enough because your neighbor gets pissed off because you blow all your leaves into his yard he blows them into the next door neighbor's yard and what ends up happening is they end up getting blown into someone from the ndis who's in a wheelchair who can't <laughs> who can't leave no, and their don't. house burns down because it's full of oh, fuel that Jesus. all you freaks have leaf blown in there Wow, look at you. Leaf blowers have been around for generations. In fact, the first one started during bloody the Wright brothers. They've been around for a very long time. Do you know what else has been around for generations, Marge? Yeah, broom, and I'm not using it. And and something else, laziness, but that's no excuse. (laughs) Listen, it's not lazy using a leaf blower. Trust me. I know. I I will guarantee you 
the leaf blower will have been invented by somebody who is obese. I will guarantee it. <laughs> That's bullshit. I'm telling you now, I'm very good. And not only is the leaf blower like really handy, I I use it with with such precision <laughs> that even if my neighbor oh, oh. so my my neighbor's garage opens opposite to mine so the garages face each other mm. i can leaf blow into the middle of the Straight courtyard into his garage no no i can do that yeah admittedly but then i leaf blow into the middle of the uh, courtyard and let the leaves uh, go down the drain and then they the leaves settle as they will and then they biodegrade and become part of um, the plankton that the fish eat. <laughs> <laughs> they do. <laughs> all right. So, you think the leaf blowers, like, save the planet all of a sudden? They do. Oh, because no. the leaves, the leaves, if you don't blow them, they just collect and collect and collect. And then they buy it. They, they, they can be a fire hazard. Major oh, I told hazard. you that. I told you that. And the guy in the wheelchair is the one that suffers. No one else. <laughs> Why a wheelchair? What's that got to do with anything? I just had to think of the most immobile person I could think of. So, I'm picturing the guy with the wheelchair and he can only operate it with his mouth. So, (laughs) he's not operating it with a leaf blower and he's got the whole neighbourhood's leaves in his yard because you reckon it's going to the plankton. Really, it's just going to his house and no one cares. People in wheelchairs love leaf blowers (laughs) because they can't sweep properly. No, they don't, because they're not moving outside their house to blow any leaves. They're expecting their neighbours to do the right thing and not blow the entire neighbourhood's garbage into their yard. And it's all well and good to say it's leaves only. It's not. It's also every chip packet, every bottle that's thrown on the ground, every piece no, of no, crap no, that's I pick, not collected. I pick, I, pick up, I pick up the rubbish. In fact, sometimes I've used a leaf blower in my house when I can't be bothered sweeping. It's a very powerful one. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, going back to the Wright brothers, I'm picturing them using it as a form of propulsion to get that's, their plane off the ground. That's why they had it there. That's, that's in fact, what started the first flight. It was a leaf really? blower. Is that right? <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. I need to fact check that. And if anybody wants now. to suggest in our show notes whether Marge is just literally making this up on the run or whether you think this is a legitimate comeback... I'd love to hear your thoughts. Can't, sweeping is so antiquated. I'm not disagreeing with that. And I know in this day and age, we can't set them on fire like we used to. Back in the good old days, everybody had an incinerator in their backyard. That's not on anymore, apparently. But I just watched this show and I've seen other uh, you know, professional gardeners since. We actually have one in our, in our body corporate or owner's association for our international audience. And it's like, no, I'm not happy with you doing that. That is just lazy and you saying, "Eh, I don't give a shit, not my problem, it's out of my yard, see ya. The other thing is too, when you blow those leaves onto the street, this council comes and cleans them up. (laughs) (laughs) They do. No, they don't. Yes, they do. What do you think a a street sweeper is? A, a, A bloke from the 1950s that doesn't exist anymore. Occasionally, you'll see one of those ones in like the pub and restaurant zones cleaning up all the crap out of the streets. But there's no such thing as a guy that comes around every Monday morning in his vehicle and 
cleans your streets. This is the thing about this podcast. It's fine to disagree, and I, I think you'll probably find 99% of people listening to this will be definitely <laughs> on my side. Well, that's good. That's what the show notes are for. Tell us if I'm over the top. I don't believe I am. I believe my argument is justified, and I've, I haven't just rushed to do this one. I've thought about oh, this yeah, over you've many thought, years. You've researched I, it. Just, I just <laughs> didn't have a platform where I could unleash like I have on this one today. Yeah, all right. I I appreciate your time and effort, and uh, I'd like to catch up with you next week and reconvene. Yes, we'll see you then. See you, Thanks, mate. guys. The Festivus Boys, bringing you life's biggest grievances weekly on your favorite podcast app. Are they for real? What's wrong with them? What the hell is wrong with these people?